Hi, this is Mel Fetchin with His Bridge Builders San Antonio. I'd like to invite you to our block party this Saturday. Bring the whole family, bring some friends from church. This is a family-friendly event. We have all kinds of things you can participate in. We'll start about 9 o'clock. We'll set up, and then you can either choose to go out in the neighborhood and invite people to come and pray with them at their homes, or you can serve popcorn or snow cones or help kids with the bouncer. Uh, We'll always have some great worship music by uh, a local church in the city, and we'll also uh, have somebody preach the gospel, and we'll have some prayer time with them. And then we always give uh, something away to the residents of the community. So there's plenty of things you can do, and I think you just have a great time serving the Lord and uh, just honoring your commitment as a believer. The block party will be at 710 Arthur Street on the east side of San Antonio. You can find us at His Bridge Builders hyphen sa.org. Uh, thank you, and we look forward to seeing you. God bless. In Psalms, Jesus is our shepherd who watches over us. In Proverbs, Jesus is the personified wisdom of God. In Ecclesiastes, Jesus is our true meaning for life. In Song of Solomon, Jesus is our faithful and devoted love. In Isaiah, Jesus is the suffering servant. In Jeremiah, Jesus is the weeping prophet. In Lamentations, Jesus is pictured as the one who assumes the wrath of God on our behalf. In Ezekiel, Jesus is the Son of Man. In Daniel, he's the one who is in the fire with us. In Hosea, Jesus is a husband who stays faithful even though we betray him. In Joel, Jesus is sending his Holy Spirit to his people in revival. In Amos, Jesus delivers justice to the oppressed. In Obadiah, Jesus is a judge of those who do evil. In Jonah, Jesus is the great missionary. In Micah, Jesus is the one who casts our sin into the sea of forgetfulness. In Nahum, Jesus proclaims a future world of peace beyond our imagination. In Habakkuk, Jesus is the one who crushes injustice. In Zephaniah, Jesus is a warrior who is mighty to save. In Haggai, Jesus restores our worship. In Zechariah, Jesus is the Messiah pierced for our transgressions. And in Malachi, Jesus is a son of righteousness who brings healing to you and I. Welcome to Rising Higher, the radio ministry sponsored by 316 Church in San Antonio, Texas. We are located at 7760 Prue Road between Babcock Road and Bandera Road. At 316 Church, our threefold mission is love, live, lead. We are called to love God and love people, live in Christ and for Christ, and lead our culture to Jesus. Check us out at 316.org. That is T-H-R-E-E 16.org. Join us here on KDRY every Monday through Friday at 5.30 p.m. and Saturday mornings at 8.30 a.m. And now, here is your host for Rising Higher, Pastor Randy Garcia. One of the things I love about the scriptures is that we see the gospel from the beginning, Genesis, all the way through Revelation. That's right. One, oftentimes I tell people, do you know that Jesus was around at the beginning, at creation, and he was around in the New Testament? A lot of people think that he just, the essence of Jesus began in the book of Matthew when Scripture records when he was born. But no, Jesus was there all along. That's right. 
Today in Rising Hour, we're going to launch a brand new sermon series called Jesus in the Old Testament, the Gospel BC. Right Now, in the secular calendar, we, we use the words BC or the initials BC to signify before Christ. But actually, in reality, uh, the gospel was, uh, Jesus was there even before what we say BC, all right? We're going to talk about that today. And uh, a few weeks ago, we, we brought forth this message at 316 Church. And today, we're going to present it here, part one of the gospel BC, Jesus in the Old Testament. Lord, you are good. Does anybody agree with us that the Lord is good? And his mercy endures forever. Somebody, somebody, I'm going to say God is good. And what are you going to say? And all the time, amen, amen. Stand. Those of you who are still doing uh, some things in the back, go ahead and continue there just for a few minutes. Uh, so I, I need to... Um, I'm reminded of a story. Can I tell you a little bit, of a quick little story, of a, of a man who was uh, sick in the hospital, and his wife was there by his side, and and he was laying there in the hospital bed, and he grabs his wife's hand, and he says, "Honey, I've noticed that through the years you've always been by my side. When we went bankrupt, you were right there by my side. When I had my major car accident, you were right there by my side. When our house went up in flames." You were right there by my side. And now that I'm very sick, you were right there by my side. And I've come to realize that you're nothing but bad luck. (laughs) Now, we at 316 don't believe in luck, okay? We believe in Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Amen. Let's give Jesus a praise offering. Can we do that? Amen. Well, I have the privilege of stepping in here and launching a brand new sermon series uh, and uh, to give Pastor Randall Sean a a break. How many of you appreciate Pastor Randall Sean? Amen. Yes. The Gospel BC, Jesus in the Old Testament. So I want you to, I just want to preface this. We're going to talk about Jesus. Is that okay? Is that okay here? If, if you came for another reason, uh, we need to shift gears because for the next few minutes, we're going to talk a whole lot about Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. And uh, we're going to look at the Old Testament. Where I'm actually going to start off in the New Testament scripture that's found in Revelation 1.8. And I'm going to read this as a, as a beginning as we can launch today's message. And I've entitled, uh, Jesus is the God who was, who is, and is to come. And that's what Revelation 1.8 says. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. Father God, we, we, we are so blessed to be right here in your presence. We're blessed that we can experience you in a fresh and new way. Today, Lord, we've come with an expectancy in our hearts and our minds to hear your word. And Lord, I just thank you for the privilege that we have to share your word together. Lord Jesus, thank you for your beautiful presence. Holy Spirit, would you continue to work in our hearts as we've been experiencing you, Holy Spirit, throughout this worship service. As we get into the teaching of your word, may you be high and lifted up. In the name of Jesus, we pray all this. Amen. You may be seated. Margaret got the news that she didn't want to hear. Her doctor said, you have CAD, coronary artery disease, which means that your blood is having issues getting to your heart. 
This is not the news that Margaret was expecting. She was way too young for this, 42 years old, to deal with a heart issue. After being out of school for two decades, she was about to enroll in college to obtain her master's degree. But now her dreams seem to be crushed. What would she do? Where does she go from here? She remembers that as an 11-year-old girl, she learned about Jesus and how he paid the price for her sins. She believed when she was 11 years old. But as the years went on, her faith in God faded away. Life, career, marriage, children, work, there just wasn't room enough to make Jesus her priority in life. But now she wonders, because of her illness, she wonders about returning to her faith in God, her, her childhood faith. She begins to pray in this matter, Lord Jesus, it's me, Margaret. You know what I've been dealing with. I'm so sorry that I have not been faithful to you over the years like I should have, but I really need you. You are my only hope. Would you heal my body? Amen. Oh, and Lord, by the way, uh, now I, I'm, I'm really serious about serving you. <laughs> After praying, she did believe by faith that, that everything that she was dealing with, she was ready to place it in God's hands as she rededicated her life to the Lord. She completed her enrollment in college and proceeded through the life and the dreams that she had as though she was healed. And healing is what she did receive. About a year later, her prayer went something like this. Lord Jesus, thank you for healing me. The glory is yours. I now know that you are the God who was when I was 11 years old and gave my heart to you. You are the God who is when I rededicated my life to you. And you are the God who is to come because I have confidence to proceed with my future plans. Thank you, Jesus. Margaret now knew Jesus as the God who was, the God who is, and the God who is to come. Sometimes we give up on the Lord because our answer to prayer has not taken place in the way we wanted or the timing that we wanted. But I'm here to tell you that we serve a God who super supersedes time. Our concept of time is not like his. And because of this, we as humans, we tend to limit the power of God because we limit the timing of God. God, I need a new job, and <clears throat> Lord, I need it by Tuesday of next week. But what happens if God wants to answer your prayer in a different way, or perhaps even on a different timetable? Just a bit of history as we begin to talk about Jesus in the Old Testament and the Gospel BC, this sermon series. The Gregorian calendar is what we use today. It goes back in history to determine calendar years based right about the time when Jesus was born. And that's pretty cool. Our calendar starts right about year zero, right when Jesus is believed to have been born. That's a good thing because everything we do, whether you like it or not, is based upon the birth of Jesus. That's pretty cool. So we generally use the term BC before Christ in terminology of before his birth, B.C. The initials A.D., which you're probably familiar with, has traditionally stood for the words Anno Domini, which in Latin means in the year of our Lord. 
In recent years, many people have pushed movements to use the terms BCE and CE, meaning before Common Era and Common Era. Probably this new movement is because they want to leave Jesus out of the picture. They want to leave Christ out of the picture. Well, or maybe they want to be politically correct. Let me know what I'm talking about. Some people want to be politically correct. What is true that it is true that the physical birth of Jesus is recorded in the New Testament, but it does not mean that Jesus was not present in the Old Testament. God shows us many characteristics of Jesus in various forms. If you were to do a study of the Old Testament, you will see characteristics of Jesus all through the Old Testament. I'm jumping in here because we need to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to look at the, a number of books. In fact, all of the books of the Old Testament and see how Jesus was right there in every book. Maybe in a different way, maybe in a different form, but Jesus was there. His presence was there. Thank you for tuning in to Rising Higher. Rising Higher is brought to you by 316 Church, and we're located in the northwest part of San Antonio at 7760 Pru Road between Babcock and Bandera Road. Feel free to check us out on the web at 316.org. That's C-H-R-E-E-1-6 dot O-R-G. Today, we're looking at the Gospel BC, Jesus in the Old Testament. And uh, the next portion, we're going to look at how Jesus was evident in every book of the Old Testament. But right now, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Thank you so much for tuning in today to Rising Higher. G'day. My name is George H. Santos. I play John, the Disciple. And uh, you can catch season four right now in theaters. And of course, you can watch all of the Chosen episodes on all your favorite streaming services and, of course, on the Chosen app. Hey, I'm Micah Tyler. Freedom from addiction is possible, and it starts when we help the people around us who are struggling. It starts with me and with you. Drugs really took a hold of me, and it changed who I was. I could see myself becoming a different person. I was charged with second-degree burglary when I was drunk. I was out with my friend, and we got caught stealing stuff out of cars. All I really cared about was getting high. I no longer wanted to feel this pain, and so I tried to take my life one night. My mom heard Teen Challenge on the radio and thought there might be hope for me. I was really broken coming into Teen Challenge. When I came here, I completely surrendered my life to the Lord. I began to see that I had a future, and He gave me every reason to live again. I'm not only drug-free, but I'm free to live. Stories like this happen every day, and you have a part to play. Here in San Antonio, we are blessed to have both a men's Adult and Teen Challenge campus and a women's Adult and Teen Challenge campus for adults ages 18 to 50. Here's the number to call, 210-624-2075. Do you have a teenager who is dealing with self-destructive or dangerous behaviors? New Hope Christian Academy for Boys and Thrive Girls Ranch have campuses in the greater Austin area. Perhaps you would like to do what my wife and I do. We sponsor a Teen Challenge student. For only $35 per month, you can get a photo and a profile of your student and an invitation to their graduation. Here's a number to call, 1-866-913-4181 or log on to teenchallengetx.org. Hi, I am Julia Riley from Great American's first original series, County Rescue. You can check it out 
streaming on Great American Pure Flick, and then it will be on Great American Family's cable channel. You can find us using Great American Family's channel finder or by texting RESCUE to 877-999-1225. And you are listening to Rising Higher. I do want to thank you for tuning in to Rising Higher today. We started a new series just a few minutes ago as we began today's program, The Gospel B.C. Well, actually, the Lord was present. The Lord Jesus was present. Even in the Old Testament, that's what we're talking about. His presence was there. And you know what? He is the God who was, the God who is, and the God who is to come. Here's part one of The Gospel B.C. In Genesis, we see characteristics of Jesus as found in Joseph, who was rejected and sold, but yet he forgave. In Exodus, Jesus is a Passover lamb who takes away the sins of the people. In Leviticus, Jesus is a great high priest who intercedes for us. In Numbers, Jesus is a water in the desert, our living water. In Deuteronomy, Jesus is a coming prophet who is greater than Moses. In Joshua, Jesus is a commander of the Lord's army, defeating our enemies. In Judges, Jesus is a true judge, delivering us from evil and injustice. In Ruth, Jesus is there to represent our kingsman redeemer. In First and Second Samuel, Jesus is a great prophet and priest. In First and Second Kings, Jesus is the great king. In First and Second Chronicles, Jesus is the son of David who comes to reign. In Ezra and Nehemiah, Jesus is the one who restores worship and protects his people. In Esther, Jesus is our advocate, putting his life on the line to restore us to royalty. In Job, Jesus is a mediator between God and man. In Psalms, Jesus is our shepherd who watches over us. In Proverbs, Jesus is the personified wisdom of God. In Ecclesiastes, Jesus is our true meaning for life. In Song of Solomon, Jesus is our faithful and devoted love. In Isaiah, Jesus is the suffering servant. In Jeremiah, Jesus is the weeping prophet. In Lamentations, Jesus is pictured as the one who assumes the wrath of God on our behalf. In Ezekiel, Jesus is the Son of Man. In Daniel, he's the one who is in the fire with us. In Hosea, Jesus is a husband who stays faithful even though we betray him. In Joel, Jesus is sending his Holy Spirit to his people in revival. In Amos, Jesus delivers justice to the oppressed. In Obadiah, Jesus is a judge of those who do evil. In Jonah, Jesus is the great missionary. In Micah, Jesus is the one who casts our sin into the sea of forgetfulness. In Nahum, Jesus proclaims a future world of peace beyond our imagination. In Habakkuk, Jesus is the one who crushes injustice. In Zephaniah, Jesus is a warrior who is mighty to save. In Haggai, Jesus restores our worship. In Zechariah, Jesus is the Messiah pierced for our transgressions. And in Malachi, Jesus is a son of righteousness who brings healing to you and I. I love that because sometimes people say, Jesus is not in the Old Testament. Well, by the way, if you want a copy of all that, we have some digging deeper notes at the Connection Hub if you want to take it before you leave. That was too much to put in your pastor's page there. (laughs) Truth, Jesus is the God who was, the God who is, and the one who is to come. Did Jesus appear in the Old Testament? 
let me present a word that sometimes describes something like this. It's called Christophany. Somebody say Christophany. It's a word that describes the appearance of Jesus, but it is mostly used after his resurrection. I mean, no, after Jesus died on the cross, rose from the grave, he appeared to many people. Most scholars believe he appeared to about 500 people. Some of those instances are recorded in, in the New Testament. So the question is, was Jesus present in the Old Testament before we read about the day that he was born? Did he appear? Many people believe that he did appear, perhaps even as an angel. It could be in Genesis 16. The angel appeared to Hagar. Could it have been the angel Jesus? In Genesis 18, an angel appears to Abraham. Could this angel be the Lord Jesus? In Genesis 32, an angel appears to wrestle with Jacob. Could it have been Jesus himself? In Exodus 3, there's an angel of the Lord that speaks to Moses when he's in front of a bush that is burning but not yet consumed. In Joshua, there is an angel that appears to Joshua uh, the, uh, with a sword and Joshua falls down to worship him. Could that have been Jesus? Because Joshua literally worshiped this angel, which we don't worship angels, but we do worship Jesus. In Daniel 3, there is a story of three young Hebrew men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who refused to bow down to the golden image, the idol. So what were they, they, what happened to them? They were thrown into a fiery furnace right after that. The king looks over to see how these three Hebrew young men are doing in the fiery furnace. And he says, they're not being burned. They're alive. And there's a fourth man in the furnace. Could that have been Jesus in the Old Testament? I'm just saying that Jesus is always, he's the God who was, who is, and who is to come. If we go to the beginning of the Old Testament, the book of Genesis, the book of beginnings, it's a great place to start to look at the presence of Jesus in the Old Testament for example, every December 25th, we celebrate Christmas, the birth of Jesus. Oh, by the way, December 25th was not his actual birthday. Hate to break it to you, but he was born. It's a great day to celebrate it. But the truth of the matter, Jesus was alive and well before Christmas even was initiated. Jesus Christ is the second person of the Godhead Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Genesis 1.26 says this, Then God said, this is when God the Father was creating, He says, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. You notice He used the plural there? He did not say, Let me make man in my image. Why did He use the plural form even from creation? It's because I believe there was a Godhead Trinity right there. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit the plurality of the triune God. Then we read in Genesis 3.15, God himself speaks to the serpent, the devil, and he says, he will crush your head and you will strike his heel. What was that? That was a prophetic word because God knew that his son Jesus would indeed suffer, but yet Satan's head would be crushed. Amen? Augustine, the great philosopher, said this, the new is in the old concealed and the old is in the new revealed. Get it? The old and the new work together to help us understand the beauty of who Jesus is. So I want to take a few minutes to look at the book of Genesis and study how we can 
how we can identify the characteristics of Jesus through one story in the book of Genesis, and that is the story of Joseph. In Genesis 37, we read the story of a young man named Joseph who had a dream that he would be raised up and others would bow down to him. How did his brothers respond? Oh, they didn't like it. Genesis 37, 8 says, this is his brother speaking. So you think you will be our king, do you? Do you actually think you will reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams and the way he talked about them. Wow, you talk about sibling rivalry. Uh, his brothers, Joseph's brothers, literally wanted to kill him. Joseph had big dreams and his brothers got jealous. They were not receiving it. In fact, as the story goes on, once again, they wanted to kill him. Needless to say, things were not going the way Joseph planned. Verse 19 here in, Gen in Genesis 37, his brothers would say this, here comes a dreamer, they said, come on, let's kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns and we can tell our father a wild animal has eaten him. Along the way, as we're looking at Joseph as he reveals characteristics of Jesus, I want to give you five life lessons. Here's number one. When people reject you, the Lord blesses you. I'm going to say that again. When people reject you, the Lord blesses you. What? You call this a blessing? Joseph finds himself in a cistern, a pit. Being in a pit doesn't mean you have lost the favor of God. Rejection from people doesn't mean that you're rejected by God. It simply means that God is working and he's not done with you yet. I don't anybody here believe God is at work. Amen. He was at work in Joseph's life and he is at work in your life as well. You may feel that you are in a pit and maybe you are, but your pit is not a life sentence. It is simply a short season. It is simply a chapter in your life because God is not done writing the book of your life. You may be thinking, why am I having to deal with all this junk in my life? The truth is that the Lord Jesus, I said Jesus is with you. He was with Joseph and he's with you and I. He's not forgotten you. He is the God who was, the God who is and who is to come. You may be thinking, I've been praying for my son. I've been praying for my daughter, but I don't see any progress. The truth is that the Lord Jesus is with you. He has not forgotten you. It will be answered in his timing because he is a God who was, who is, and who is to come. You may be thinking, Lord, I need a breakthrough and I just don't see it coming. The truth is that the Lord Jesus is with you and your breakthrough, I want to believe with you, is on its way in God's timing because he is the God who was, who is, and who is to come. Do you believe that today? Yeah, you can probably say, well, God healed me. Amen. He can do it again. God provided a miracle for me years ago. Amen. He can do it again. Do you believe that? He is the God who was, the God who is, and the God who is to come. Thank you for tuning in to Rising Hour. We're going to have to come to a close. That's why I jumped in in the middle of this message called uh, Jesus in the Old Testament. We're looking at uh, Joseph in the book of Genesis, and we're going to develop this message more tomorrow. But for right now, we're going to have to come to a close. Thank you so much for tuning in. You've been listening to Rising Higher, brought to you by 316 Church. Feel free to check us out on the web at 316.org. That's C-H-R-E-E-1-6. .org. And if you want to listen to this program again, you can always tap into our podcast of today's program or previous Rising Hour programs by going to Rising Higher 
risinghigher.org. That's risinghigher.org. And don't forget, join us tomorrow as we get into part two of Jesus in the Old Testament. Hopefully we will see you mañana. Until then, be blessed in the name of Jesus.